You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to Diaspora Blues, a 3CR program produced and presented on the sovereign lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Diaspora Blues also airs on Tuesdays at 3.30pm on Radio Skidrow, a community radio station in Sydney. My name is Ayan Sherwa. Before I moved, I was working uh, as a communication officer because, as I said, I was obsessed with music and I couldn't play an instrument. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get into the music industry. That's Aminata. We'll hear more from them real soon. Like everyone, people who are LGBTIQ can experience suicidal thoughts. Living Works deliver workshops that give you the knowledge to help others in the LGBTIQ community. Thanks to Northwestern Melbourne Primary Health Network, from now until the end of May, Living Works is offering workshops for the LGBTIQ community completely for free. Visit livingworks.com.au to learn how you can help save a life. Northwestern Melbourne Primary Health Network is a 3CR supporter. Before I get Aminata on the mic, I thought we should set the vibe with a track. So this next song is by Malian French singer Ayana Kamura and it's called Jolie Nana. Tu ne vas pas me manquer, toi qui croyais me connaître, t'es rempli de charabia, tu ne sauras plus rien du nu moi. Je ne peux pas supporter, t'as osé me comparer, t'inquiète pas, je vais tout niquer, c'est la putain de la qui va se négliger, je vais pas me négliger. Si c'est fini, c'est la vie, c'est la vie, 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 bientôt j'aurai tout à payer. Oui, oui, jolie nana, recherche jolie Joe. Comment on fait, je suis pas très mytho. Manger le truc, je sens les pipos, les pipos, oh yeah. Tu fous la merde, tu veux que j'avoue mes torts, lol. Mais à qui tu vas la faire Moi j'ai le mental, ouais, à qui tu vas la faire euh, Retour à la réalité. Moi je retourne à la réalité. Ouais, j'ai le mental, à qui tu vas la faire À qui tu vas la faire Jolie nana, recherche jolie Joe. Comment on fait Je suis pas très mytho. Manger le truc, je sens les pipos, ouais, les pipos, oh yeah. Ils m'ont du bête, bête. Je suis tombé la première, merde, merde. Il m'a rendu bête, bête, bête. Je suis tombé la première, merde. Kafias are Palestinian scarves, and they're a symbol of support for justice for the Palestinian people. 
Buying One will support the last remaining factory in Hebron that makes kafirs, and all proceeds from the sales support projects in Palestine, especially Gaza, as well as local solidarity organizations. From the traditional black and white kafir to an array of modern designs, all scarves are just $30 each. Explore the range and order online or drop by 3CR during business hours. Wear your support for the rights of Palestinians. Go to kafiyas.org.au. That's K-U-F-I-Y-A-S.org.au. A 3CR supporter. I have a friend named Aminata who I've known for a year now. She's from the African diaspora with Bambara, Yorubu and Pillar roots. She's been living in Melbourne for a few years now and it just occurred to me recently that I don't know how she got here or why or what life was like living in France as a young black person. So I hit my sis up and asked her why Australia and why now? So this is Aminata's story. Uh, my name is Aminata Emmanuel Diallo. I am uh, interested in herbalism. I'm doing a certificate to become a yoga teacher, which I'm very excited about. I think at the beginning I started uh, practicing yoga just because I had like a lot of back pain when I was still living at home. Um, and then it was like some sort of moving meditation, a way to like get back to my body. Um, and I love the way it's like affecting people in a spiritual sense, but you don't really notice it. It's only like the more you practice and the more you feel connected to yourself and whatever is deeper. When I first uh, registered to do this certificate, I didn't think that I would be teaching it to anyone. I just wanted to do it for myself. And the more I practice and the more I taught some classes to my um, classmates and the more comfortable I felt. And so, yeah, I feel like I'm getting ready to um, give my first classes. I grew up in Melbourne in the 90s at a time when conversations about diversity and representation wasn't a popular discourse. In fact, I don't think I heard it discussed on Australian TV at least not to my knowledge. So I asked Aminata, what was it like growing up black in France? Was it any different? I think there's so many dimensions to this question because um, there was never like a misunderstanding of, about my blackness because being raised by a black mom like who was born in Mali and who's proud of her, of like her, her heritage. She was never, she never tried to tell us that we sort of belong to this country. But at the same time, she was, I think, without fully realizing it, that she was really extremely pushing us into assimilation. Because this is just like an act of survival in France. And... She's always told us, like, you have to perform, like, 10,000 times better than white people because you're black. You have to be to do this because you're black. You have to talk like this because you're black. You cannot wear this uh, baggy clothes. Or, like, like when my brother uh, started wearing, like, baggy clothes and dressing like gangster and all of that, every day she would give him, like, a lesson. You cannot wear this because you're black and all of that. And my brother has always been, like, very... Um, how would I say that? 
Mm, like sure of himself, not in like a... He was like, I don't give a shit what people think about me. You know, I don't care that they would put all those uh, prejudices and all these different identities onto my body just because I'm black and just because I'm dressing up this way. You know, he he's always been like, um, he's he's never tried to assimilate. And, I've, and that's something that I've always very admired about him. He was always like very sure of him and very confident of his identity and never wanted to be anything that people wanted him to be. Um, actually, we had this conversation last year because we met up uh, just before the pandemic. We were lucky enough to do like a little family trip. And um, and I told him, we had this conversation about like assimilation in France. And I told him how admirative I was of him because he had never tried to assimilate. He was always like, I'm, he told me, I'm a Negro. I've always been and I will always be and I'm never I've never tried to like do the French accent you know like because at home when I'm talking with my brother we're always using slang you know and um, from the neighborhood whereas like when if I'm talking to like a white person I know that I have to use another language because a they're not gonna understand me or they're gonna like talk down at me or you know they're just gonna categorize me in another um, category. You're listening to Diaspora Blues, a 3CR radio program that also airs on Tuesdays at 3.30pm on Radio Skid Row. Racism in Australia is blatant in some places and passive in others. This country was founded on genocide and displacement and since settlement began, Aboriginal people have been policed, sidelined and disempowered by successive governments. You know the stats. Almost 500 Aboriginal people have died in custody Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children are 9.7 times more likely than non-Indigenous kids to be placed in out-of-home care. This is according to the Family Matters Report 2020. Kids as young as 10, usually Aboriginal children, can be detained and locked up. The white Australian policy might have officially ended, but black people and communities of colour are still under threat from white supremacist beliefs. Beliefs that view us as a threat, deny us jobs, and lock up our children. That said, what's been Aminata's experience of racism in France? So from my experience, the racism in France is very, very direct. Uh, it's like you can be called... It's like, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't surprise me if a friend of mine told me that they've been called a nigger in the streets, you know? It's like, uh, my mom would, would have, like, so many stories of her, like, slapping people on the streets because they're being racist to her or just, like, getting into, like, not a fist fight, but, you know, like, really strong arguments with people and you always have to fight for yourself and advocate for yourself because people are just so blatantly racist in France and it's something that it's like it's it's like the migrants have never been accepted there um they are trying you know how like they they hate uh, Muslims they hate uh, black folks they hate everyone that is not Francais de Souche and Francais de Souche is like a French white person that has been French and white for like the past 500 years you know, it's like even if you have, let's say, like some Italian blood in your family, you're not French. If you're Greek, you're not French. You know, it's like this kind of like pride that is running deep. I wanna drop food, not bombs. Hot trains, bottles, giving every info shop. I wanna give free therapy out in the park. Go to free school, jump 
When I was new to Melbourne, I found a footnote bombs fly on the road and I had like this feast with a carrot and carrots are my favorite vegetable. Yeah, I think they were asking for help doing stuff and I got in touch. We, I guess, rescue food. That would otherwise go to waste. I like the aspect of sharing food and um, not making anyone feel obligated to pay anything for it. We make a real point at Food Not Bombs of involving everyone who wants to be involved in whichever part they want to be involved in. For more information, go to fnbmelb.noblogs.org. Food Not Bombs is a 3CR supporter. You're listening to Diaspora Blues, a 3CR radio program that also airs on Tuesdays at 3.30pm on Radio Skid Row. On today's show, I'm giving you a glimpse into the wonderful world of my friend Aminata. They are a graphic designer, soon-to-be yoga instructor, and the founder of Dinosaurs and Hearts. Like I said before, I've known them for a while, but it's only through chatting with them for Diaspora Blues that I've learned so much about the experiences of black folks in France. Racism is global, as you know, but the different ways in which it's enacted and justified is always fascinating, if not repulsive. Of all the countries Aminata could have chosen to build a life, why Australia? The reason why I came to Australia is partly embarrassing, but also I'm trying to remove the shame out of my existence. Um, I, in, in my early 20s, I was the biggest groupie that has ever existed. I was absolutely obsessed with all those white bands all those white people with long hair playing rock <laughs> like all, all these like all these bands from england and australia and all those countries i was like literally crying front row at their gigs waiting for hours in front of um, the door just to in the hope of like meeting them getting something signed getting a picture for my tumblr <laughs> uh, but yeah so in my early 20s, I discovered Pond and Tame Impala and all those bands that come down, come from here, from, from, from Fremantle um, in Western Australia. And to me, like before, to, uh, to be honest, I never put like Australia on a, on a map before. I was just like, okay, I've heard of it. Uh, but it got me interested and I didn't learn about the culture until I moved here. But I, I just had an interest. I was like, oh yeah, I'll check it out someday. But I didn't know when. And a friend of mine, a friend I went to uni with, one year told me, yeah, do you want to go? I want to do a working holiday visa um, in Australia, maybe next year. Should we do it together? I know you've always wanted to go. And I was like, yeah, why not? It's like the trip that I took to Taiwan. I always knew that I was, wanted to go to Taiwan, but I didn't know when it would happen. So it was the same for Australia. Um, and yeah, if we, I moved here. I thought that I was only going to stay for six months or a year. I wanted to do four years of working holiday visa. And when I would hit 30, move to Canada or somewhere and just like settle, you know. Aminata is the founder of Dinosaurs and Hearts. And before they started making herbal products from home, they were a communications officer. So how do they go from working in the music industry to making soaps and potions. And what exactly is Dinosaurs and Hearts? 
Before I moved, I was working uh, as a communication communication officer because, as I said, I was obsessed with music and I couldn't play an instrument. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get into the music industry. So I was working in this like booking agency, which was, it was lovely, but um, it's hard to work in the music industry because you don't have a schedule. You know, you're just working from Monday to Sunday and you, you are being called or texted at all times and you have to attend all the shows because you're supporting your art- artists. Um, and I couldn't find any joy there anymore. And also, I couldn't see myself, like, um, ascend in this industry, you know, because I was still living uh, with my mom and I had I barely could save anything because I, as well in France, like, the wages are really low. So, yeah, I decided to stay... I applied to a student visa, and four years later, here I am, still here. Actually, I'm going to change the name. Uh, I'm changing it to Sogobri, which is my maternal grandfather's name. I feel like it's just way more appropriate. And also, I want to embody, like, a male energy, because... I have a, a lot of like, I'm surrounded by women and non-binary folks and I love it, but I also want to acknowledge the strength I'm drawing from and sometimes it's from him. Um, even before having the idea of conceiving dinosaurs and hearts, I always had it in my heart that I wanted to have like my own project like my own thing outside of like having a 9 to 5 or having a job even if it's like hospitality or whatever, I wanted to do something that that I would really like birth, but I didn't know what it was. And I kept on thinking and searching and like praying and be like, please put me on the right path. But like, I just nothing came. And so um, like uh, a friend of mine gave me some soaps that she had handmade. And it was really like su- like a surprise. We just met up uh, after not seeing her for a while. And she gave me those soaps. And I was like, I was so amazed because I just love simple gifts like this. Simple and useful presents. Um, so to me, it's as if you had given me the world. I was just so amazed that she had made something that literally everyone in the entire world is using every day. And so when uh, when I got home, I tried them. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's like bubbly, it's creamy. It's just like better than your Dove bar soap, you know? And so I I was like, oh, this is definitely something that I want to try to make because I, I'm also really crafty. So I was just so curious. And I looked up a recipe because she kept on telling me, it's really simple. Just look up any recipe. You can find the ingredients easy. I was like, okay. And it took me a while to get to it. I looked up the recipe, I was like, oh, I don't know what sodium hydroxide is. I don't know where am I going to find this oil, whatever. So I put it off. And then one day I went to the op shop and uh, I saw this uh, dinosaur silicone mold. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. I've never seen a dinosaur silicone mold. I didn't know what I was going to use it for. I was like, maybe I'll make candles or something. And if a few months uh, after, when I thought about the idea of making soaps again, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to use this mold to make my soaps. And <laughs> I did. And the first batch was really good. Like at the beginning, it was only like my housemates and I who were using it. 
and they were really pleased with it. And then this is what I would give to my friends for their birthdays or like whenever they were feeling down, I would just like make some soaps or like an energy spray or like some oil with essential oil, something like this. Something really caring. Something that I like I've only come to realize it like in the past few weeks that most of the potions that I'm making, I'm like making them for myself, but I don't realize it. Before I let Aminata go, I had to ask them about Tender Tongue a soulful series they co-produced with Sha Gaze. So Tender Tongue is not an original idea. Uh, so I think it was in 2018 that uh, I was in conversations with Sha and they said that they wanted to organize something with me, something that for something for the community that would have, that would relate to food and worlds. And so then they told me that uh, there's this um, uh, event happening in the US called Tender Tables, Tender Table. I think it originated in Portland and they might have another one in another town, but I forgot the name of it. Um, but essentially it's like a bunch, it's um, women and non-binary folks that are from um, a BIPOC background who come and share a story that that is relating to food. They And then when they are performing the piece, the audience gets to actually taste the dish. So we decided to, to do the same thing here. And uh, of course, like we asked permission to use uh, their concept and they were like really happy. So we actually had the first one in 2018 at my friend's house in Coburg. It was a beautiful tree house. Uh, and we had three performers. Um, so all of them cooked a meal at the house during the afternoon or like before the event. And they wrote a poem about it. And so while the people were performing the piece uh, the audience was like trying it and it was amazing thanks so much Aminata for coming on the show and sharing your story with us if you'd like to know more about Aminata head over to their Instagram page Sogobori spelled S-O-G-O-B-R-I that's S-O-G-O-B-R-I or hop on their website at dinosaursandhearts.com You're listening to Diaspora Blues, a 3CR radio program that also airs on Tuesdays at 3.30pm on Radio Skid Row. Allez, fais-moi kiffer, t'auras tout réalité, bébé, fais-moi planer, t'auras tout réalité, je veux la totalité de ton temps. À toi de la tête aux pieds, la totalité de ton temps. À toi de la tête aux pieds. Tu sais que le temps passe, plus de souvenirs quand je suis loin de toi. Que je t'efface, tu suis mes traces quand tu es loin de moi. Toi mon soldat, oh mon soldat, aie confiance en moi. Écoute-moi quand je parle, juste une dernière fois. Oh mon soldat. La sonne divisera le règne, c'est dingue Tu m'appelles et moi je te veux au bout du fil Quand j'ai fait débat c'est toi mon parapluie La totalité de ton temps à toi de la tête aux pieds La totalité de ton temps à toi de la tête aux pieds Tu 
sais que le temps passe Plus de souvenirs quand je suis loin de toi Plus je t'efface, tu suis mes traces Quand tu es loin de moi Toi mon soldat, oh mon soldat Aie confiance en moi Écoute-moi quand je parle Juste une dernière fois Oh mon soldat Faut pas écouter les bails noirs Fuis-moi, tu suis moi de brouillard T'as tiré dans le mille Je contrôle par ma jalousie C'est comme ça quand je suis piqué Si tu sors de ma vie Je tombe dans le vide C'est à toi de décider Mon soldat défile Toi mon soldat Oh mon soldat Aie confiance en moi Écoute-moi quand je parle Juste une dernière fois Oh mon soldat faut pas écouter les bails noirs Fuis-moi, tu suivras le brouillard Oh mon soldat Oh mon soldat Oh mon soldat Aie confiance en moi Écoute-moi quand je parle Juste une dernière fois Oh mon soldat Faut pas écouter les bails noirs Fuis-moi, tu suivras le brouillard Oh mon soldat That was Soldat by Ayana Kamara. I recently read a review on Nakamara by the writer Shamira Ibrahim for Pitchfork, an online pop culture publication. There's quite a bit of interesting info on Aya if you're interested, including the roots of her name, being compared to the French pop icon Edith Pf, and her incorporation of African and West Indian sounds and lingos in her music. It's a revealing read and one which we'll share on our 3CR page at 3cr.org.au slash diaspora blues. Before we head out, we'd like to mention important developing stories. So there will be two coronial inquests starting this week, including the inquest into the death of Bailey Mackinder and Wayne Fowler Morrison. Bailey's inquest starts 26th of April in Lidcombe, New South Wales, and Wayne's inquest begins 27th of April in Adelaide. Bailey and Wayne died in custody under horrific circumstances, and their family want answers and justice. Whatever you could do to support their family, please, please do so. Visit the Dejawa Foundation at dejawa.com.au to learn more. They're also on Twitter at Dejawa, spelled D-H-A-D-J-O-W-A. That's D-H-A-D-J-O-W-A. Dejawa Foundation is a campaign run by families whose loved ones have died in custody. Another place I recommend is Indigenous X. It's 100% Indigenous owned and run media platform. So visit Indigenous X at indigenousx.com.au. Their Twitter page is currently being run by Gimela Roy poet and legal researcher Alison Whitaker, who has shared a lot of resources to help us understand how and why Indigenous people continue to be railroaded by the criminal justice system. We'll share all the links that I've mentioned on our 3CR page at 3cr.org.au slash diaspora blues. 
We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you like, you can follow us on Instagram at 3cr.diasporablues. You can listen back to today's episode as a podcast on our 3CR page at 3cr.org.au slash diasporablues. Those lovely sounds you heard throughout the episode are from BBC Sound Effects. If you're listening to this episode live, up now is Paul Factor with Urban Voices. I'm Ian Shirwa and we'll see you next week. Salam Habibi. Salam Habibi. This is Marushti and Lukman from Salam Radio Show. Tune in on Sundays from 4 till 5 p.m. on 3CR for some modern Arabic mazika. Salam Radio Show will be bringing you every week a search of new, modern and reinterpreted sounds of Arabic mazika ranging from trap, rap, hip-hop, pop, R&B, experimental, ambient and electronic music. Yalla habaybna. Shunatrin. Join us every Sunday on Salam Radio Show. Mainstreaming Arabic Mazika. I'm Jeffrey. I'm Alphonse. I'm Erwin. And we, we are, are from, from the Voice of West Papua. Tuesday, 6.30 until 7.30 p.m. News and music from West Papua. CR Community Radio, 855am. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.